0: Explain that again, Lord Kirin.
1: perhaps a bit slower, because I'm certain I just misunderstood you. I simply state that by the end of today, Earth Prime will be no more.
0: Are you telling us the expanse has begun moving again?
1: No, my lady. For the moment it continues to hold its advance. Then I should very much like you to explain yourself, Kirin. My Lord Barlow, Lady Onyx, as you know, every Earth that has been touched by the expanse has fallen. Nothing we have done has been able to stop it,
0: we know this, Kieran. Most of the multiverse has now fallen. Where once there were trillions of universes, only a handful remain.
1: That is so, my lady. However, an opportunity has arisen. Opportunity? What, what sort of opportunity? For some time we believed that there was a guiding intelligence behind the Expanse's incursions into the multiverse. A being controlling it. That being is coming here. To Earth Prime? Yes. Apparently he calls himself the Master of Sorrow.
0: You're certain this Master of Sorrow is the one behind all this?
1: I am.
2: His intentions are what concern me, not his titles. We're on the brink of total defeat. He is coming for us. Why present himself? Why now, unless he's coming to present
1: terms of our surrender? No, my lord. We believe he is coming for someone in particular. The Pale Man. The Pale Man? The one calling himself Byron? The very same.
0: One of the Alpha Prime level threats. My Lord Kieran. must I remind you the faction has a mandate to avoid him at all cost.
1: I have chosen to violate that mandate. For the time being. The Pale Man is going to be of great aid to us. Great aid. <laughs> Kieran! you fool.
2: Byron helps no one but himself. He has
1: exterminated entire civilizations just to achieve his goals. I am aware of his past.
0: And somehow you trust him?
1: I trust his desire to survive. The Expanse threatens every reality. Millions of worlds have already fallen into it. His own Earth will fall soon. His best option? To prevent. Is to work for us.
0: My Lord Kieran, your mortality has made you gullible. For all you know, Byron plans to work with this Master of Sorrow just so he can wipe out the rest of the multiverse.
1: On the contrary, Lady, the thought has crossed my mind. Yet you're going to allow this meeting to take place. I am. As I said, it presents an opportunity.
0: Just what are you planning, Kieran? Tell me. Have any
1: of you ever heard of an Atlantean Power core?
3: A quake shook the faction control room. A shower of dust and flakes of plaster fell from above. Control consoles were throwing sparks over our shoulders. Data screens were flaring bright, crackling, fading out. For the faction's beloved machinery, it was the end. We were next.
4: That was Mount Rainier. It's erupting along with Mount Hood now.
2: I wonder if there's anyone still alive in Seattle to notice.
5: If they are, they
2: won't be for much
5: longer. The ash cloud from that blast is... Fifty-eight miles high. Every city for 100 miles is getting buried alive.
4: Ever the charmer, my dear Jarius.
3: Worry about that later. You need to understand just what you're dealing with. Atlantean power cores like this one are not some kind of car battery. You can't simply plug it into something. The energy contained within the core is a blend both between science and magical elements.
5: Magic. You expect us to believe the core runs on magic.
4: Curious, how can you travel from one end of the multiverse to the other and still not believe magic is real?
5: Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. All magic is, is tech that we just don't understand yet, Salem.
4: Yes, very clever. That should impress the millions of shamanic practitioners folding space by will alone just to get Arthur C. Clarke's autograph. Just
3: listen! This argument you're having, that is my point. This Atlantean core contains a lot of power, power that is alien to you and your devices.
5: So that's why it fries anything we hook up to it.
4: Okay, so how do we use it, Byron?
3: First, a question. Has any one of you ever bought a beer keg?
5: A beer keg? Years ago, when I was still human. But what's that got to do with a room full of dead computers?
2: No. Wait, I I see where he's going. I never bought a keg, but I've tapped a few. And I'll tell you, when you bang the tap in, you're the hero at every party. At last.
3: Wisdom, thank you. Having a beer keg is nice and dandy, but totally useless unless you also have a tap. Are you saying we need something like a tap for the power core? Exactly. Something to regulate the power outflow. I'm surprised you haven't triggered an overload and blown yourselves to oblivion, really. But with this... Uh, 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 ah, I, know I had it with me before I left the tower. Ah, Here it is.
4: Wait, that's a power tap? It looks like a purple fish.
3: It does have an organic quality, but I would not advise trying to eat it. Most likely it would take great offence and then rip its way through your guts. Anyway, it taps into the power core like this. Yep. And regulates the power flow. I think you'll find you can plug the core into any of your systems now.
1: I've just come from a meeting with the High Council. I met resistance, but they have given us their blessing. We shall now proceed with the plan.
5: Since when did we need permission? You're
1: supreme commander of the faction. The nature of bureaucracy, Jarius. Even in the face of Armageddon, one must fill out the proper forms.
2: Why? So they can have someone to blame if something hits the fan? If we mess this up, nobody will be alive to read the paperwork.
1: And that irony, Mr. Porkchop, is the only part of the bureaucracy that I enjoy. Now then, what's our status?
4: Byron has been able to give us use of the Atlantean Power Corps.
1: Good. But how can that help us now, Byron? We face the Master of Sorrow. We cannot simply stop him. We must capture him.
3: Salem tells me the faction has force field technology. With the Power core, you can create a force bubble so powerful nothing can escape it.
5: Theoretically, Sure we don't know what this Master of Sorrow can really do. If all we do is piss him off, then-
3: Chance we're going to have to take.
4: So let's say we capture him. Then what? There's like millions of those zombie knights already here.
2: Yeah, Kim's right. If you put a bubble around their boss, they're gonna make a big old stink about it.
4: Huh. Quantum rockets. Cascade effect in the event field.
1: Salem, you have something?
4: Yes, Lord Karen. Uh, Quantum rockets destabilize subspace when they detonate. If we fire a series of them at the vortex, uh, it, it might collapse for a time.
5: Yes, the explosions would shake up the density field of the vortex and make it fold in on itself. It'll shatter, fry, anything passing through it. Huh. <sighs> I like it.
3: That Death Knight has already come through, we still have to deal
5: with him. Easy, Pale Man. Quantum rockets are of the few weapons in our arsenal that can tear Death Knights down. When we destabilize the Vortex, we kill them at the same time.
3: And the Master of Sorrow would be held in a force bubble.
5: With that power core fueling our generators, we'll hold him.
1: Make it happen, Jarius. Put together what you need. I'm on it. With all that in mind, Pale Man... Now is the time for your next great plan. Simple in
3: itself, Lord Kieran. We talk to the Master of Sorrow.
2: Talk to him? That all you've got, Byron? You wanna talk to him? This guy's caused the deaths of billions. Of, uh, I-, I can't even imagine how many. The ledger always runs red, Pork Chop Old Shoe. They're still people. And he wiped them all out. And you want to sit down, crack open a beer, and chat with him? Pork Chop, take a breath. Personally, I find
3: beer to be a vile substance. I prefer mead. Otherwise, yes, something like that. Pork Chop, Kim. Both of you listen. We have a chance to find out what's really going on, what this is all about, who the Master of Sorrow is and why the Expanse is destroying the multiverse. Maybe, by speaking to him, we can get this to stop before all creation is gone.
4: Um, no. This guy's an evil prick. I say we toss him in a cell and beat the crap out of him with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire.
2: Oh yeah. Let's go full Negan on him. Make him end all this.
3: Assuming that he can. True, he's behind the Expanse, but does he really control it? If he's one cog in a larger machine, we need a better understanding of the machine. Talking is our best option for the moment. Once we know what we're dealing with, we'll be in a better position to take action. Where are Salem and that Kieran fellow?
4: Funny, I thought they were just behind us.
1: Byron, good. You're all here. We've just received word from our advanced scouting teams. The Vortex is fully formed. The Master of Sorrow could come through at any moment. Jarius is moving the power core down to the vortex. Guess we better mosey our way down there. Not so, Mr. Porkchop. You and Miss Drake will be going to Desolation Ridge.
4: Just when things are getting interesting?
1: When the circumstances are uncertain, young lady, they may all go wrong and we could find ourselves in a pitched battle. <laughs> You're shipping us out of the way. I am in command here. I filled the forms, remember? Porkchop. Lord Kieran is right. Right now, Desolation
3: Ridge is the safest place, and the fewer people here, the better. We well, are. Fine. But
2: you just look after yourself. You hear me, pale guy?
3: I Do my best, porkchop. job. I'll see you both once we're done here.
1: I give you my word, Byron. The faction will make sure they're both safe. I'm going to hold you to that, Kieran.
3: You alright, Salem? You've been rather quiet. What? Oh, sorry. Just... reviewing everything, you know. Don't worry, Salem. Stick to the plan. Everything's gonna turn out fine.
4: Yes, of course. I'm sure it will.
3: My brother Slate has a saying, all things face an ending. But I wonder if he could have ever conceived of an ending like this, not just of life, not just of civilization, but everything that ever was or ever would be. My mind wanders, exploring possibilities. Who could be doing all of this? Who the master of sorrow really is? He knows who I am, that much is certain. That's given him an advantage over me. And I wish to return the favor. Could it be Mr. Logan, the devil himself, trying to rub out God's creation? Perhaps it's the elder god Leviathan. In the past, Leviathan wanted to replace reality with her own. Is that what lays beyond the expanse, Leviathan's own take on reality? But it's not long before my thoughts return to the one being I don't want to think about. A scary, sick feeling washes over me. Vastator, that twisted, mad version of myself who sought to wipe out all creation. I dread the idea, but I keep wondering, is Vastator behind all of this? And will the memory of these events be taken from me? Too many questions, too many possibilities. I'm out of my element. And for the first time in ages, I'm actually scared of what might happen.
5: My lord, we approach the target zone.
1: Very good. Take us down.
5: At once, my lord. Apex Griffin09 seven inbound for LZ. Departure on 510 Mark 7.
3: The transport begins to bank to the ground. Through the volcanic ash I can see how much the expanse has absorbed Earth Prime. Almost everything is blotted out by the green fog of the expanse. Sickly green light shimmers where it was drowning out land, water, fire, stone. Life. Moments. Eating space-time. In between storm fronts of sea foam-colored nothingness that was still growing and spreading There lies a single dark tract of steaming hot earth. Street signs droop like dead trees, charred but somehow legible. Albina, Mississippi, the remains of Portland. the board touches down and slides open on one side, Jarius meets us outside. Not far in the distance, the vortex stands waiting, turning in place.
1: Lord Kirin, all is prepared. Just give the word. Thank you, Jarius. Stand by. It's your show now, pale man.
3: Time to announce my presence, I guess. I begin walking towards the vortex. Six war knights flank either side of its event, the gaping maw of the interdimensional gate. I stop a short distance from them. I'm here. If you're going to show yourself, now is a good time. From out of the vortex, a man dressed in the same rust-coated armor as the death knights comes forth. He is well over seven feet tall. Strapped to his side, a very long sword. You can see orange eyes glowing deep within his helmet. They look down upon him. That's when everything went to hell.
1: Now, Darius, firing, firing all, all missiles.
3: missiles.
5: What?
3: A volley of missiles comes screaming out of the sky. They slam into the Master of Sorrow and his forces, unleashing explosive fury. The blast throws me far back, several yards. I scramble back to my feet. What have you done? You were supposed to surround him in a force bubble! Sorry, Bob.
5: Change your plans.
3: Jarius opens his chest cavity and extracts the Atlantean power core. A moment later, Jarius smashes the control panel with his metal fist... ...and dumps the core to the ground. It begins to glow a soft red. What the hell are you doing, Jarius? You've triggered an overload! Now, Salem! I feel something sharp stab into my back and come out of my chest. I look down quickly and see a sword blade sticking from my chest, my blood dripping off the end. Just as suddenly the sword is pulled out again. Was my heart severed in two? If I were human, this would have killed me instantly. I fall to my knees. Blood is pooling up in my mouth, down my back and chest, all around me. I look up and see Salem come from around me. She wipes her sword clean with her glove before replacing it in its scabbard.
4: Salem! I'm sorry, Byron. I... I had no choice.
1: I'm sorry as well, Pale Man. You see, you're far too great a threat. Nevertheless, you have my gratitude.
3: Funny way of showing it.
1: Pale Man, you give us the chance to stop the Master of Sorrow. But alas, now we must deal with you. And there is only one way to ensure both of you face utter destruction. The power core! But rest assured, I shall keep my word. Both Miss Dark and Mr Porkchop will be safe. I hope that will give you some comfort in your final moments. All units, withdraw. We're done here.
3: Kieran pulled a handle unit from his coat and vanished. Around me, everyone does the same thing. Jairus, the soldiers, even the pilot of the transport. Only one person remained.
4: Salem. Why? I'm sorry, Byron. I wish there had been another way. I... I really do. There's... always... another... way. I'm sorry.
3: You should have seen that coming. But no. I just have to go and trust them. Oh, I didn't do Wyron. Oh. I swear, if I ever see any of them again. Oh. I'm losing too much blood. With great effort I begin crawling towards the power core. It's glowing orange now. Not sure how much time I have before it explodes. Can't be long though. That's when I notice I'm not alone. Where the missile's impacted, the dust settles, and I see the Master of Sorrow standing there without so much as a scratch. He watches me crawl to the power core, like watching some performance art. With effort, I stand the core up on its base. It's quite hot now, burns my hands. But the control interface is smashed. I have no means to stop the opening. Oh my. ...was the most destructive explosion ever unleashed on Earth. Portland was gone in an instant. The blast had vaporized everything on the west coast. Nothing was left but a huge crater ripped into the surface of the world. And in the very center... ...was me. I should be dead. That's the first thought that comes to mind. By all rights, I should have been reduced to atoms... I realize, he didn't want me to die. A few feet away, the Master of Sorrow kneels down beside me and lifts the visor of his helmet, his glowing orange eyes boring into me. No, 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 you died. You died. I saw it happen. I made it happen. The Master of Sorrow says nothing. He simply lowers the visor and stands back up. He walks into the growing fog bank of the expanse. In moments, I too will be enveloped in the sour-smelling vapors. What awaited me, I had no idea. This may be my ending, but of one thing I am certain. The threat the Master of Sorrow represents is far worse than anything I had ever imagined. An evil more vile and terrifying than Mr. Logan, Leviathan, or Vastator could ever hope to attain. After all, Master of Sorrows is my own father.
1: You've been listening to the Byron Chronicles The Chaos Faction, the final part Written by Eric Busby Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron Sarah Rhea Warner as Salem Peter Joseph Lewis as Jarius Nicole Goodnight as Kim Drake Justin Fife as Porkchop Kareem C. Cronfley as Lord Kieran Christopher Cowan as Lord Barlow Julia Eve as Lady Onyx Joe Medina as the pilot And Jamie Lawson as the radio control The script editor was Joe Medina. And the audio engineer was Eric Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod, Adrian Von Ziegler, Co.ag Music. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Credits by Kareem C. Cronfly. This has been an ELB Productions show. Copyright 2019.
4: This probably isn't really worth noting, but... During my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday. Or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier, and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprise's Emergency Preparedness Manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear, but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. <sighs> Season 1 of Girl in Space launches September 18th, 2017 with a new episode every two weeks. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here in space.
5: Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, the creator and host of Weird Darkness, bringing you true stories of the paranormal, supernatural, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. New episodes seven days a week. Get the podcast at WeirdDarkness.com or search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app.
3: Prepare for a spying, tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster, monster Kid, Kid
0: Radio. Radio.
3: Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies and the head of Rondo
5: Hatton. Only on... Monster
0: Monster Kid Radio.
5: Kid Radio. Radio!